win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Gain holders months ago. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. Put out the push. It is 15 lands clear. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy has the pull to win. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office Review Podcast. Apologies, we're a day late this week. A lot of racing. A lot of racing. And fortunately, you're on the front foot. You've rated everything. Um, extra 24 hours. The only problem is I've forgotten them all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kick off with the highest rated horse of the weekend. Now crowned best in the world, no doubt. By Eid, our Timeform UK Counterparts have him rated 134. Where did he land for you? Yeah, I, technically they've got 132 because he's um, that's his performance rating, but they publish a master rating, 134. But yeah, he was he was that good. That was a um, I mean it was a visual onslaught, wasn't it? He looked good. He made good horses look slow. Yeah, he really did. And you know, I'm sure there'll still be the uh, what's he beaten brigade, but no, there was some. There were some good horses made to look pretty hopeless there. It was such a clean, clean kill, wasn't it? Everything went right for him. So, there, I mean, this was probably his day. Everything has gone really, really well for him and he's moved through the race beautifully, quickened like a Mustang. The finishing speed's over 106% and the time figure is world-class finishing fast. So, I mean, wow, it's a big, big, big win. So I have him... A, I think it fits best a little bit lower. Oh, no, no, 132 is, is the number, I reckon, and that makes him world-class. I think he's, we can comfortably say he's the best horse on the planet. And what it does set up is a speed figure off on day one of Royal Ascot because we'll hopefully see Nature Strip there about two races after Baid kicks the meeting off and hopefully both of them are um, let rip. Said speed figure off. Who can, who can stop the clock the fastest? So where to now for Baid after Royal Ascot? Are they going to step him up in trip? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know, but probably, yeah. He's by see the stars. I think for a long time everyone sort of thought he'll he'll have no trouble getting 2,000 metres, 10 furlongs. He'd probably get further, but he's not slow. So, um, yeah, there's no races mile to a mile and a quarter on the planet where he doesn't start clear favourite. And have we lost every chance now? Is he no longer a betting prop? Yeah, no, he's a he's for the sport. He's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. You still get the tingles. Yeah, he was. He's the one. Like, sporting wise, that was awesome to watch. I actually backed real world each way, so I was watching my bet get flamed. No, he did. I ran second, good each way terms in those races as well. But um, no chance of of landing the win the win side of that bet. But it was still great to sit back and watch him. And it was one of those races where it was just as great to rate him. You know, when they come out and you're just like, oh, yeah, it's all there. Oof, the time spits out like that and they finish fast and, yeah. And Real World, as you know, I've, I've got a big opinion of Real World. I think he's – when when Saeed runs him on grass, he is legitimately a, a very good horse. And if I was Saeed, I'd be coming here for the Cox Plate. I think he's just about Ben Battle good and we haven't got um, – we needed Winks to see that one off. We don't have one of those. We don't. 
No, they do, and it's Bayeed. What do you think he's – is? can you give us an idea of his ceiling? Is he going to get much better than that? No, no, I think that's his day. Yeah. As I said, everything's that's a clean win. So, you know, there'll be dirtier wins than that. And nothing wrong with dirty wins either. But that was his big clean day and his chance to impress handicappers. Handicappers are always going to be most impressed when things go well because that's when you get to see a horse, you know, he's moved through that race beautifully and and done everything. Everything's gone swimmingly for him. So I wouldn't think he could go much better. But he doesn't need to because that's a... Um, that's a performance that's, um, yeah, world-class, significant. And, um, you know, bring on all the superlatives. One that didn't receive any superlatives on the weekend, the biggest flop, was at home at Scone with Andermatt. Yeah, well, you can talk us through this because you were, um, I mean, this award is slightly subjective. Slightly. There's some method to the madness, but um, odds and ratings method. mm but he's a, a strong qualifier, but you were the one who felt most passionately about this, so you threw him up and said, well, he is the flop of the week, so just threw it. I think whenever a horse is backed into as skinny a quote as he was and to never really feature as a winning chance, for me, that's, you know, you flopped. I found it interesting that they did run him in the Luskin Star. I get it from a futures perspective. They're probably looking at it. They would have learnt more from Saturday than if they just ran him in the 1100 metre race, the Hortensia later on in the day, I thought he was a deep odds on chance in that race. I didn't think you could mark him odds on in the Luskin Star, but the market certainly loved him there on the weekend. And while you could say he had a few excuses, caught wide early, but... He had no excuses. He ran 112, 116 to start this prep, and then he's run 100 there on Saturday. So, yeah, we expected more from him, and... You know, you can say the 1300 was a niggle, but I didn't think it would bring him undone that badly. Yeah, I mean, he's a ways off his best. He's a, I mean, he's still cracked triple, triple figures. It's not, a, it's not a terrible run, but, yeah, he promised more. And it's interesting because he's one of these horses coming off the big wet in Sydney, which can go one of two ways. I thought he was, I was going to say like Marzu, but Marzu got another wet track. But I thought he was one that would have no trouble bringing it on to, to better ground. Technically, this is listed as soft, but on the good side of soft but um yeah maybe maybe he is a maybe heavies his go mm. i mean he ran i don't think it's the distance so i mean 1300 extra 100 meters but he he'd sort of flattened out before then he'd flattened out at about 70 seconds and when he won at canterbury it was only 1100 but he was out there for over 70 seconds so heavy it was i mean distances are more about time aren't they horses stay it's an aiden o'brienism Horses stayed times, not distances. So he'd already stayed 70 seconds, which is 1,200 metre time in you know, most tracks. So he stays 1,200, not a shadow of a doubt. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't give him that excuse. And uh, there's no in-running excuse. No. There's no excuse. He just ran a bad one. Mm. And is that just ground? I don't know. That might. That's probably far too simple. Maybe he's just had a bad day. Yeah. They happen. But those that have... Stood him on out in the quaddy and have taken... Well, those people will be... Um, well, we're not being forgiving either. No. But... He's a flopperoo. Yeah. And the Saturday multi He's a good flop. He's a good flop. They didn't even get through the first leg. That's yeah. always got to hurt. They had him in. Andermatt was the banker. They were happy to take him whichever race he went to. And unfortunately, didn't get through the first leg. But they'll be back with a vengeance on Wednesday, no doubt. 
The Colin Morikara Award, so which jockey flushed it this weekend, goes down your way, Flemington. Yeah, I wanted to. I mean, there's a few candidates out there. A couple of the jockeys in the SA Derby, tip of the hat. That was a strongly run derby, and the horses who got involved, like um, particularly Cliff Brown's horse, who Ben Allen rode. You've got to be sort of brave to be that far from the lead, I think. Mm. And most of the time, I would despise it. But they actually, those horses that got involved in the finish of the SA Derby were all well ridden to stay away from what was a strong pace up front. So those horses were actually efficiently ridden to stay like they did. And I don't think it's a strong form SA Derby, but what it is is a strongly run, good test at the trip SA Derby. Um, I'll probably get back to that. Um, Rachel King, she gets a big hat tip for Zapateo. Got the best out of Zapateo there and... Yeah, she's a. I mean, she's a, a good filly, Zapateo, and way better than I thought she was from the spring. Mm. And then she's turned up this prep, and she's run basically 107 four times. And I thought she was 10 pounds slower than that, and never going to improve. But four times, I, I believe that. Uh, but the winner is Jai McNeil, and I wanted to. You know, Jai rode. He gets it for sort of almost bulk of effort because it was. Um, we'll give it to him for Duel in the first, who looks promising because showed mm. real speed and. Stop the clock nice and quick, and that's in part due to a really good ride. He's beautifully paced out through that race, so there's a negative. He was given a really nice opportunity, mm. but the positive is it was his first start at the races, and he ran really fast. So I think you'd probably, I think you'd probably be happy to be with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay, you had a nice opportunity to run time, but it's still nice to to go out and run that fast on on debut time form ratings ninety seven plus. He could be it, that time looks pretty sharp actually. Um, but it took a good ride, obviously. They don't run that fast unless they're well-ridden, and then he turned around in the last and pretty much got it bang on par again on, on easy single, winning the last race there. So um, we'll give it to him for duel, but really what he does is he gets it for, um, you know, we could have given it to Rachel King, we could have given it to Ben Allen in South Australia, but he gets it for doing it twice, which I think is a fair fair way to hand it out. Mm. Good on you, Jai. If you're doing your three two ones, he gets the three points. Yeah, well, that's what it is, isn't it? He's an interesting one, Jai. He still has a he has a good impact value, like he has a positive impact. But I still think he could ride. I still think he can be a better jockey than he is. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think he is. Now, you expect more from him. He's still. now considered. I think, in, at least inside the Melbourne bucket, he's an A grader. I think nationwide, he's tier two. Yeah, like he's not nationwide. You know, you got your J back Bowman. I don't know, Ollie, Damien Lane, Zara, maybe, and Pike. And I'm obviously missing some. Jamie Carr, mm. you know, the real A set. Whereas he's probably not in that nationally. In Melbourne, he is. I think the way you look at it, when jockeys travel, are they sought after? So J Mac goes to Brisbane, everyone wants they him. They want him, yeah. I don't think Jai's quite there yet. No, I think that's probably true. But I think he can. Mm. He has a positive impact, but I, some of his numbers aren't as positive as the elite. The elite and what I think I think he could be. I think he could be. We've still got plenty of but time. I've thought, I know. But I've thought that for a long time. As you know, he's been sort of one of mine. Mm. But, yeah, he's – anyway, a Colin Morikawa on Saturday just to kick off what should be a big winter for him, I think, because he's going to have still a few more weeks of um, a lot of the big guns being away, like cars travelling, Ollie's Adelaide. You know, these guys travel Zara's. He's a bit of a hit-and-run sort of guy. He'll, he'll chase the big cash around the country, lanes in Japan. So it's... Um, Time to stand up. It's all there for him. The Taylor Penrith Award, 
the reverse flush out. I don't think we've seen one this bad in a while. No, the floor is yours. You have been pacing. <laughs> Get this off your chest. Chris Parnham, <laughs> Belmont Race 5, the Velvet Queen, one of the worst I think we've ever seen. In terms of the markup and the difference between the first and the second horse, this is dreadful. <laughs> I think somewhat Drew Wide went back. So he sort of was dictated to by the barrier. But he decided to do that. He I don't did. Know, I don't know the horse. Is, she, is that her? Mm, yeah, not. going to happen? I think it was expected they go back. But then when you slice it up this morning and you do the sectionals, my God. So she was close to a 30-pound markup, 16-pound difference with the second horse, who was also a markup. So it was a slowly run race and then they've, you know, fast finishing. But on another day, if ridden more efficiently, she could win that by six. And she's been beaten three quarters of a length. Favourite, if you backed her on the weekend, oh, you've been stiff. It, five, five and a half lengths, isn't it? Yeah. It is <laughs> uh, It is an absolute moral next start. The Velvet Queen will not be beat. Well, not if they do that again. <laughs> <laughs> draws inside. I should rephrase. Draws inside next start. It will win the Velvet Queen, put it in your black book because, yeah, as mentioned, we do this every week and a lot of them are, you know, poor, but this is one of the worst we've seen. So Sometimes we're, we're being a little bit unkind mm. and sometimes they're the victim of circumstances, etc., etc. But what you're saying here is he's made a predetermined decision before he's even assessed the pace and got himself into a nasty spot and the horse was the best on the day by a long way and didn't get the prize almost purely because of the ride. Yeah. Well, that, my friend... Is a Taylor Pendrith Award winner. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that'll take beating. Is we're gonna obviously when we do our will we, yeah, will we have an end of season end of season blowout. Who, who is the worst Taylor Pendrith? And I tell you what, Chrissy Barnum is. He's at the top of the list at the moment. I wonder how many jockeys would attend if we threw a, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could even get Taylor Pendrith to to come out and award it. Mm, well, you have a week major this week, so he'd have a week off because he wouldn't have made the field even though he crushes driver and he should be at Southern Hills for the PGA, but he just can't flush it. Taylor Pendrith is, <laughs> I think, deep down the, you know, Saturday, Sunday hacker, which we are. We like to think so anyway. You want to be Taylor Pendrith. Everyone, at the end of the day, no, you just want to bomb it. He hits bombs. Yeah, no one cares if you're silky with your irons. Like, they respect it, but if you can blow it past 50 past everyone, everyone's like, ah, oh, that's what you want to be. And that's Taylor Pendrith. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't walk into... um the clubhouse after for a cheeky reshes and start talking about proximity to the hole. No. no. How far did you bomb that one? Whenever, That's what you want. Whenever we play Sunday Vikings Social Club, the only award that really matters is a long drive. Yeah. Yeah. No, the rest is just... And, of course, when you win it... You the rest say, is just rising. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> when you win it, you say you hit three wood, obviously. I usually drop kick mine. <laughs> On to your favourite segment. Get ready. It's time for Around the Grounds. I can't believe we've persisted with that. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me drag these up. Round the Grounds, fastest times at each meeting. Untouched for pace. So, Yeah, not adjusted. Full on Andy Bayer style-ish ish. speed figures. So we'll roll around the grounds. We can start up north and, and we'll mention Marzu. That's a tricky race to uh, meeting to assess, obviously, because it just tipped down and... It started off on almost good ground, which is kind of amazing, the amount of rain they had up there. Having been in Brisbane on the Saturday, and sitting at the footy, 
in the rain for eight hours. It did not stop and it was pissing down. Amazing that they got through the meeting. Yeah, I, well, and the amount of rain they've had and they've started on best part of a good track, but you can see the, the deterioration. So there is some, um, some, there's some science to it, but it is a, a bit tricky. There's a, a wider, there's certainly greater variance when you're trying to stick a, a number on the going. Um, but whichever way you slice and dice it, Marzu was the, the best figure on the day and his time form rating there, 122, backs up what he did in the arrow field. It stretches Paul Laley. On Trevier was good and caught everyone's eye with a big sectionals. My read on that was that they weren't quite as um, – I thought it looked better than it was yeah. from her. But she should – you know, she can walk away looking about as good as the first two home and the first three home all look clearly the – you know, there's a nice gap to fourth and I reckon, yep, the first three home were in a different race and the, the rest home, you know, it's a group three handicap away from the first three home. Agree with that? Yeah. So just to summarise on Trevier, the race was put on for her in terms of she was in the right spot, even though she got so far back. Is that what you're saying? Not quite the right spot. She, you know, she still did quicken and she was strong home. As I say, I, th- I think uh, had she gone a little bit quicker early, she's she's in the finish. But I don't think it's um, I don't think it's as straightforward as why she was closing all over the top. She was not. She wasn't miles miles off getting at a you know true pace. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and even you know, Mazu, you could make some very. We're splitting hairs here. It's a it's a very honest pace and a, a true bit of form. In fact, Zoo Style and Generation went. They did themselves a mischief. Mm. They went too fast in the conditions. Um, but away from that pair setting up a good pace, the rest of them had a a fair chance to to showcase themselves. You could make some case that even you know that maybe Mazu went a little bit quicker than ideal, but splitting hairs. It was you know. It was a good chance for him to run his race, and he did. Paul Ely was the interesting one because he's form-wise, he's gotten much closer to Mazu this time, and he's got that TJ placing as well. This confirms that and some. Mm. Um, and I know there would be people who thought he was probably limited and, and not quite this good, but he's he's got a big bulk of work at a pretty good level, Paul Ely. Um, first three-year-old to win it since Epaulette. Mm. Not as good as Epaulette. No. So, I mean, Epaulette was – he was almost the highest rated winner. Yeah. In the so last I, don't, 20 years. I don't know whether he – I think he goes to Paddock. Mazu? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Well, he's not in the Stradbroke market. Mm. But he looks to me more like a horse who would – inevitable these days, every sprint in the country, it's, well, what does it mean for the Everest? Mm. And most of the time, who cares? But until, you know, the week of the Everest. But he does, you know, to answer that question, he looks more like a horse that could get placed there rather than win it. Yeah. Assuming he doesn't have more to come. Yeah. He's by Maurice. He was, he's clearly been a project horse. He won one of his first five. Had he done it the other way around, everyone would be popping balloons and saying, what a, you know, what a flop. He was never any good, but he did it this way. It's a good advertisement for Peter and Paul Snowden because mm. he's obviously been a bit of a project and they've got him right. Yeah. And now they've got him humming. Now, on the preview show, I was inclined to think he'll be better on top of the ground. We unfortunately didn't get to see that on the weekend. Do you have a vibe of when he comes back or how you'll approach him? No, I have no idea. No idea? No. <laughs> the, Next. <laughs> the Everest market has him second pick. I think that's a bit over the top. Yeah. I mean, we're so far out. Something's got to be second pick. I couldn't have him ahead of loss and running. Or could you? 
yeah, I, pro- I mean, mm, yeah, I probably could. There's probably a bit more unknown about Marzu. I don't think he's a better horse yet than Lost and Running, but I, I get why an early market would would rank him that way. But I mean, there's, it's almost pointless. There's a lot of, um, it is a. I must say, it's been a really good sprint scene, and Nature Strip's been a great sprinter, and Eduardo a great adversary for him. But it's it's now, I think, looking a bit tired. So you know, something's got to come along and rough this all up. And I suppose with home affairs, he's going straight to stud. Mm. Mazu's pretty much confirmed that he's next in the three-year-old list. Yep. Extreme Warriors up there somewhere, but Lol has only done it once, and he's got to, you know, <laughs> if he wins a Goodwood, I think they're just going to shuffle him straight off to start. Yeah, he's going to start. So, I mean, he's, he's irrelevant. So Paul Ellie is the next best three-year-old. Mm. Well, he will be Godolphin's runner, you would think. Mm. Then you've got Classique who Does that Tories who is coming back? Is he? Yeah, maybe. I mean, are they still persisting with 1,200? Yeah. They've booked Jamie Spencer to get him even further back. <laughs> Just let him finish off, mate. <laughs> what a great plan. This horse keeps getting too far back. What should we do? Get the coldest rider on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride him ice cold. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, Nature Ship's got to come back from an overseas trip. So, yeah, I guess looking at – I mean, Marzu's been so good to me, the mighty Marzu. It's, the whole scene is, is desperate for a rebrand, desperate for change. Well, we need it. Yeah, so you know why not? Why not Mazu? Not entire believe him. As I said, I you look at him against. Okay, I mean, the easy comparison to make is like an Epaulette. Mm. He's not as good as him at this stage. An Epaulette didn't come back, did he? He was a bit unfortunate that he was in the Haley's Black Caviar era as well. He was also in the um, the best Caulfield Guineas I've ever rated as well. The Piero Alto A. He's run the third. He ran third in that standing Caulfield Guineas, running the sort of number that wins. Most yeah, wins a lot of wins a lot of Gorfield Guineas, and there he was, he barely on the shot because unfortunately he ran into two. His record was sort of not as good as what he was. Yeah, in terms of rating, yeah, real, which can happen. Real nerds know. We know. We roll a little bit further south to Scone and in secret. So we mentioned Duel before, ran really good figures on Debut, and and then the best time, the best overall time, by my measure of things was Godolphin's in secret at Scone on the on the Saturday. It wasn't a um it's a good meet. I like Scone, it's a good meeting, but it mm. wasn't um dripping with high class performances for sure. Um a figure of hundred and two good enough to, to be the fastest on the day. But hundred and two eight second start, unbeaten. Yeah, look it's not black caviar, but it's not bad. Mm. She's one of the ones Godolphin purchased. So she snits a lot of eloping. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm invincible. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah, I mean that's that's promising enough. It's promising enough. Forty to one shot in second, and a couple of sixteen to one shots, and and maybe not a lot of depth to the form, but the time was good. And yeah, as I said, hundred and two isn't. Um, I wouldn't even say she's a group horse, but she might be. Home a long way out too. Yeah. If you're on plenty of um, plenty of group horses haven't been as good as one hundred and two after just two starts. So that's pretty promising. We roll a little further around to Melbourne and. The best time was the best race and the staying race and the feature, which was the Andrew Ramsden and Point Nepean. And it was a good staying test too, which is nice. Strongly run, so he got a, a genuine test at the trip and he just keeps keeps stepping up and keeps winning. Beats Luntzies, who's been hit and miss, but his best bits of form make him you know, reasonably smart. Guys, warning, got some form. Hit and miss a bit harsh on Luntzies. 
barriers just crawled him oh, all the yeah, way through. Okay. I mean, they did. He's been given. He's, been, I mean, he's been set some tasks. And Craig, what were you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to watch that again to to know that that was bad. Good test as well. So, a hundred and well, hundred and two is the speed figure for Point Nepean. The form is is probably a little bit better than that. It's funny when that field came out, I thought, oh, gee, that's a for you know the the growing stature of the Ramsden. They've put this on with the ticket to the Melbourne Cup. I'm like, gee, that's a bit of a thin field. But then when I actually, you know, it wasn't a bad field, and a horse like him winning it is um good for the race, really. Is he up to Melbourne Cup standard? Nowhere near it. But these are the you know <laughs> if the horse was winning the Ramsden was up to Melbourne Cup standard, he wouldn't need the free ticket in anyway. He'd just get a run. So this this is four horses like him who are probably going to be rushed to get up to the level they need to to get the handicappers' attention, particularly in this country where we don't handicap, we penalise. So it's very you know it's hard for these horses to get in just by improving. They've got to win something. We say, they talk about needing more win in your in races. It's a whole win in your in system anyway because we only handicap winners. We penalise, we don't handicap. So um, this just gives him a chance to improve but not need to win mm. to get in. As I said, will he be good enough? I have no idea, but he's um, bred in the purple. He's with the right connections and he's not doing a whole lot wrong. And he stays. He stayed this really well. So it's a tick from me. And speaking of staying really well, so time form wise, he ran to 108, which is exactly what I think it's a little bit lower than this, but what Jungle Magnate ran to over in the South Australian Derby, and that was the fastest. We've already really touched on this. It was a strongly won South Australian Derby, which turned it into a a real staying test, and and yeah, Jungle Magnate did a a good job and and stayed the trip well. So I suppose he now turns his eyes to the spring as well. But he looks more um, – he'll need to train on and, and come on to be a Geelong Cup horse rather than a Melbourne Cup horse is my thinking. And I don't say that in a derogatory way because yeah, I'd kill for a Geelong Cup winner. Mm. And maybe he can be that good. But that's – I feel like that's where this form's at. Any thoughts? Can't add much more to that. So he ran – I mean, this is the, the other thing is this is the group one. So he get the nice – as I said, he won't be handicapped. He'll be penalised. So he'll he'll have a higher benchmark rating than, say, Dark Destroyer winning mm. up in Queensland. But form-wise, not better than Dark Destroyer up in Queensland in the rough habit. In fact, about the same. I'd make Dark Destroyer a little bit better. How far off a Totsu is this horse? Um, that's an interesting question because a Totsu's a better horse than his form as well. But 10 pounds? Yeah. A bit more. A stone to talk old worldy. You love it? Yeah. Lengths, a significant amount. Yeah, yeah. Even though I mean, you, I mean, there'll be people that will quickly jump on Allegron. The tactics. I mean, I don't know if it was by design, but the tactics on Allegron, they got away with it in the St Ledger, mm. and it was you know what a great ride, Ollie. Uh, it was what bad. It was bad tactics against camels. What a lucky ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, brave and good on you for steering him through, and that was a lot of fun. But it didn't work this time because he's left. You know, hemmed up by weaker, slower, worse horses. And he's staying at the finish. I mean, he's a stayer, Allegron. So go forward and, and stay and make them make them get you. He doesn't – what do you – yeah, I'm, seems like bad tactics to me. But at the same time, and as I, I was going to say, I suppose people could point to that being a link between the South Australian Derby and the 
mm. well, both the other derbies that we've seen so far. And fair enough, it is in some in some respects, but um, it's a straight line. A Allegron didn't get a chance. I mean, he was held up in a strongly run race when you momentum's important at that point. He's not the sort of horse I don't think that can pick up and quicken. And yeah, this wasn't a great spot for him in the end. Uh, and now we're rolling west, and the best figure in the west over to you, but. It's pretty damn obvious, isn't it? I didn't even bother to look it up. <laughs> yeah, elite streak. Career best time figure for him on the weekend. So he ran to a figure of 116 time form performance and his speed figure was 115 when adjusted for sectionals. So that is him at his supreme best. And he showed first up that he was back as good, if not better, and he's gone and done it again second up there. So he's by far and away the best sprinter in Perth, at the moment, and they're talking Everest, and I think he'd be great for the race if he came across. Obviously, one sixteen, you know, you need to run mid to high one twenties to win the Everest, so he can't win it. But I reckon he can fill the top five. Yeah, he could only run well in it. You're right. He's not. Um, it would be really surprising if he, if there wasn't horse. Well, there will absolutely be horses that can run to a higher level than this and win the Everest. But there might not be as many horses that can run as reliably in that ratings band as mm. him. Yeah, I mean, you're saying he's run 116. He's he's run that, what, half a dozen times more. And f- five in his last six. Mm. He's flying, as is the stable. Yeah. And there's plenty of little eastern links in his form as well. Red Can Man is a, an obvious one who's got four, I mean, you know, sure, not top flight form, but we've seen him in mm. the east. Um, and he's... He's rounding him up and spitting him out. He's much, much better horse than Red Can Man. Mm. So, because we have seen Elite Street in the East as well, but we didn't get to see the real Elite Street. He, um, he had a setback. Like he had the first up run behind Nature Strip in the Lightning, and it, he had an issue. Remember, he had an issue. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had a setback, and then it was rushed, and then it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to just say that's. Well, I mean, we absolutely know that. Yeah. I tell you, what, if I'm bringing him over, I'm not running him against Nature Strip first up. If you can. Yeah, I mean, There's just no need to do it. Well, there probably is a need. When you're like a Group 1 winner, you've got to run in the Group 1 races. He's, I mean, he's not coming across to try and win a standish. Yeah, but we have, pl- <laughs> we, have pl- we have plenty of Group 1s yeah, I mean, and you can avoid Nature Trip if you really want to. He's and better than, I'll put it this way, he's better than Shelby 66. Yeah. Be in the Goodwood this weekend. That'd be yeah. a lovely race for him. I mean, obviously, maybe not a lovely race for him on a seven-day backup from Perth to Adelaide, mm. but a lovely race set for it. He's done plenty right there. So, yeah, good on him. Good on him. Mm. And interesting to see which way they do go. But, yeah, I think if he turns up in similar form at the end of this year, the locals have a really good horse to beat in the winter bottom. You're going to have to be legit to come over and win the winter bottom this year. So let's hope he lands there in similar form. The Bruce McAvaney Award winner for this week. That is just so exciting. Yeah, we're a bit rushed on this one. There's so much good racing last week, but the problem is, I was saying to you, like, oh, find a you know, find a little trendy smoky somewhere in the, you know, from novices or whatever in the UK. But the problem is, all the racing I was paying attention to in the UK was, um, you know, top flight, modern mm. modern games, won the French Guineas, terrific, sure, but it's not one to follow. Um, the same could be said of York, where like the Dante winner and the Musadora winner were, you know, they're t- both terrific. Um, for Gosden and Stout, but they both rocketed to the top of betting for the Oaks and the Derby, so I'm not going to, you know, okay. Good to see a big Strad back on Friday mm. night as well. It was 
big weekend of racing, wasn't it? Mm. Three, yeah, all the features at York went the way of, well, for starters, well-backed favourites, but also horses with a bit of star power. Well, you know, the, the three-year-olds are only just emerging, but they walked out with star power. Um, yeah, then by E, the big grey, the ghostly grey, Sadashi in, in Japan, mm. she would, she busted 120 and mm. back to a turf mile, which is her. her. She's got a bit of the real world's about, don't run these horses on dirt, they don't like it. It's they, obvious. They kept they kept trying <laughs> to stay with her and she she doesn't stay. But anyway, for all of that. Waffling, Hold on, before we go on, you've had a look at Stone Age. Where's he fit for you now in the derby? Uh, I can't remember. Top of my head, I mean, he didn't rate as highly as the Dante winner for Stout, who's now favourite, and I think that's fair enough. But so changing the guard won the chest of ours and won't rate as highly as them, but I, th- I think he's more homework to be done. But off the top of my head, I felt like he was the one who wasn't getting any fanfare and I didn't think there was that much between him and Stone Age. Could be wrong. But the horse we're going to follow is from Flemington, actually, and it's Kipps, who was... Um, given a, I mean, if there wasn't an absolute train wreck in the West, this was <laughs> this was a pen candidate. But it was more a case of I don't think they, I don't think they quite knew what they had. Mm. Kipps has won once in the UK from dozen starts, a few more than that actually. Um, but he's just run so reliably well in a string of handicaps around that hundred and five mark, um, and he's run ninety nine plus straight off the plane here and given. <laughs> No hope to, to use himself. He's kicking off over a mile. He's a mile and a half horse. Um, I think he's one of the, you know, he was he got shuffled in the end back out to last and then come around them and it was, you know, crabbing sideways trying to find clear air and all of a sudden he's he's letting rip at the finish there. It's like, guys, I don't think you realise you should have just ridden him to win that race and he could have killed him. Um, cat's out of the bag probably to some extent, but he looks to me like he'll go to, 2000 be better again, 2500. When's that Flemington Cup like in July? And we've seen, I mean, Kieran Ma, I don't know if you remember last winter, but those staying races in Melbourne over the winter, he just farmed them. Um, and he farmed them with horses that he kept bouncing on into the spring. It's a bit of a plan of theirs, obviously, and a smart one as we've been banging the drum. Stop putting these horses out in the rain and race them. They'll race him. He'll win bundles of those races. Flemington Cup, 19, whatever they call it, 2800 at Flemington. God, he'll kill him. <laughs> I think there's a market up. Oh, these are the tab. What are you doing? Um, but he'll, I reckon he'll bounce from here and, and they'll space him out and, and he'll bounce on into the spring. And he said he didn't run in the, the feature and he's back over a mile, but he's a he's a match for those Ramsden horses. He's a match for the that SA Derby form. He'll be every bit as good as all those horses. And he'll be um, talking about Jungle Magnate being a Geelong Cup horse. This is his Kips is good enough to. To get involved in that, there was a few of these actually. Cardinal Gem and Blazero behind Jimmy the Bear in the the following race were um, come on guys, too yeah. slow early, but they they finished like rockets. And the interesting thing about both of them is that they look good off season open three year olds. Silver Bowl series, off and running. The road to Winter Championships Day. You just love this day, so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, wow, two big trials. The Winter Championships Day there from Cardinal Gem and Blazero, who have the form from the Sandown Guineas that was run at Caulfield, behind that Blue Army who was a surprise winner there. The form didn't look up to much, really. Ran 102, I think, which is you know lowish for what they call a Group 2, but isn't. Um, it is low for a Group 2, but it's good form for what it actually is. Um, yeah, we haven't seen that Blue Army yet, but he's another one of these Mick Price three-year-olds. I tweeted out a list yesterday. They got a 
they've got a blue army of nice three-year-olds for turning four. Um, but, yeah, both of them ran in that, and a lot of winners have come out of that. So I think that's actually pretty good form. But Cardinal German Blazier are pretty interesting as well for winter horses, but not so interesting as Kips. That is the dangerous time of year in Melbourne when all the good jocks are away. The tempos can be lacklustre. Yeah, well, this is the time Jai should be in boss mode. Straight to the front, mate. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, that's why this time of year as well you get that, I mean, it's Alana Kelly at the moment, but you get that apprentice on a tear. And what are, I mean, Bo Merton's nearly won a flip. I was going to say a flag premiership doing this. You know, use your claim, go forward. Mm. They'll be, trust me, they'll more often than, you'll get the odd one wrong, but more often than not, they're going too slow. That's just how it, you know, so use them. Use them. And we will be back on Friday with the X Factor. He's all cashed up with acquitted winning the last spoke trip in the week. He's all pumped. So he'll be back on and we will dissect the features up in Brisbane for Saturday. Thanks, guys.